1: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
2: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent
1: with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
3: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
2: Good to have you back.
3: Thank you for having me back. I'm a little under the weather today, guys. So are you really?
1: Uh, (sighs) Me too. Yeah,
3: I'm afraid. I'm like, I took a COVID test. I took. I'm negative. But I'm like, what is going on? I feel like I'm popping a fever. So this might be like the fever version of me.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is like when okay, people, when yeah, when pe- when people talk about like COVID now, it's such like a stigma connected to. <laughs> Ah, uh, you're, you're like a leper from the community. I know. You, I know. Like it's just COVID. Like it's fine. Like people have gotten over it. We've got vaccines. Like we know. We understand it now better. But it's like you having to preface that. Mm-hmm. Oh, negative. By the way, like just so. Like I don't know. It's I know. just it, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so. We're on a and zoom
3: the call first... too it's not like we're gonna catch it <laughs> yeah from you. Okay. well i was at Hallis today so i didn't want anyone freaking out but I it's, yeah just, i it's saw weird. i saw
2: you today and you seemed completely fine
3: yeah did it, i was steve after work
2: or were you drugged up or were you just i was you're definitely just that drugged much of a gamer up. that like no no illness can get caitlin sharky down i, I was
3: drugged up pretty good and then steve was like let me feel your forehead and he's like uh, you should go
1: home. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> what's it? What's your what's your favorite drug of choice? Mine is I call it eggs and Benny. I'm a big fan of Benadryl. That is my go to, regardless of what the symptoms are. I pop an egg and Benny, drink a little water. Boom, boom, boom. We all good. We set to go. I'm ready for the next day.
3: That's I'm a Nyquil girl. Oh, yeah, I'll be some Delsum, some cough syrup tonight Mm -hmm. and some some NyQuil will be putting me to bed. I can't
1: I can't take uh, the eggs and bennies anymore because of the child that I have and I can't (laughs) afford to sleep through her crying for food. So that's that's the only downside Mm -hmm. of of having a Mm -hmm. kid is you can't, you know, pop a little egg and Benny just to get a good night's sleep. There's other
2: downsides. I mean I'm in favor of having kids overall. I have some and I love them, but there there's more downsides than that.
1: Less money, you know, less That's not the only hard tired. part. Yeah.
3: No one cares how long I sleep tomorrow cuz that may be my employer. So. <laughs>
1: you're,
2: are you coming back Thursday? You coming to be...
3: I don't know. I may not. But we're like shorthanded because Josh had a baby. JP's off.
1: Oh, oh Josh God. did have a baby. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah, he did. Little Miles.
1: Mmm. Mhm. I like that name, Miles.
2: Yeah. Strong. Why do you, why do you call it an eggs and Benny? Where's the what's the eggs part?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just egg, eggs Benedict, eggs and bennies, and I was like, oh, Benny drill. <laughs> that's how my brain made that connection. So. It's a good one.
2: When my firstborn daughter was like one, one and a half, maybe, we flew overseas with her, and it was a ten or twelve hour flight, and I'm not a good sleeper in general. Mm-hmm. So I did get something. I don't remember what it was, something over the counter. I got some kind of thing that helps you sleep. And I had her with uh, in my lap or next to me, I forget, probably in my lap. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to, the flight's overnight. I'm going to wait till she falls asleep and then I'm going to take this and then I'm going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And all that went fine. I did. And I took it. And then she woke up like 45 minutes into that. 45 minutes after I took the sleep aid, whatever it was, and man, trying to like fight through that fog to deal with this. And <laughs> and the whole plane is mad because no, everybody's ready to sleep for this. Nobody wants to be woken up. I mean, every, and there's some professionals on this flight that are like, as soon as we hit, as soon as it's wheels up, I'm going to sleep so that I'm ready when we hit Dubai in the morning. And like, man, that was a, that was a nightmare trying to, trying to come out of that fog. That's, why, that's what happens to me when I take NyQuil. Mm. I, mm. I, NyQuil slows me down big time. We just talked about this, I think, last month because I was sick. NyQuil is like, uh, leaves me completely foggy and hungover. And DayQuil speeds me up too much where I, it's like I have ADHD. I can't <laughs> focus on things, which I'm normally very good at that. I also like Theraflu.
3: So that's what i need uh, to get
2: that's what i thought about getting tonight i should have done that i've heard it's my, really good mm-hmm. my kids give me so much hassle about medicines tasting bad and <laughs> for one medicines come a long way
1: mm-hmm.
2: they they try pretty hard to make it taste good hey I remember what's father what's john's
1: oh. No, what uh, oh, oh what is that oh what you didn't get the father what is that? John? that's no, the what is old school remedy for everything it was terrible it tasted terrible
3: uh cough syrups have come a long way. Like I took some the other night, and I was like, "This is not bad."
1: <laughs> Shout out to the rap game.
3: Exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, well, Jeez, this God. is why they sip on it.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay.
3: <laughs> I was not sipping on it. I just shot it. But the, the recommended straight. dosage. You didn't,
2: you didn't pour it in some sprite or something.
3: No, no, definitely did <laughs> oh. not. No codeine for me. But the
2: other thing is, all I tell my kids, like, it's medicine. It doesn't have to taste yeah. good.
3: Makes, as long it as just, it makes
2: it just has good. to make you not sick. Just, yeah. You can't get through a shot
1: of cold medicine even if it doesn't taste good. I mean, it is 2023, though. Like, how come nobody is able to figure that out? Mm-hmm. How come these kids are so entitled and soft that they can't? We can get any fruit no matter what season it is, but we can't make medicine taste good?
2: good point that's not the goal of medicine the goal of medicine is to make you feel
1: better but i'm saying like if we have the technology and we could do it why not i don't know maybe, maybe. you should work on that tone what would you festers. want medicine to taste like i got i got a lot of ideas that i've gotten over the course of this break that could make a lot of money for somebody i bet i bet
2: <laughs> go go do you want to um do you want to tell us, or would that jeopardize the patents that you filed for?
1: Yeah, I mean it could jeopardize, but
2: like for I'll give you, can you one. Give it, us a couple and ju- just say TM after. You I can I can it. I
1: can give you one. I can give you one. So we were at the hospital uh, when my baby was born. Obviously, that's where babies are born generally. Um, and like in the middle of the night, the nurses they would just come in and do like checks and i'm like this is ridiculous like how is anybody supposed to get any sleep where you're coming in every three hours every two hours you know all through the middle of the night and i'm like i asked the doctor I was like, is there an app like an itinerary so we can at least get mentally prepared for when people are coming in and they're like no that 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 thing doesn't exist we just kind of come in i'm like huh okay so that's one idea. Please don't take it. I, it's already been pinned. Today is Wednesday, December twenty second, 27th. All right. Tony Gill has that idea, and everybody Done. knows it now.
3: I don't know if the nursing community yeah. will be happy with you if you have yeah. an itinerary for them.
2: Yeah. Can I? Let me make sure I understand what you want to do here. You uh-huh. want to take the, the hardest working, some of the hardest working, most short-staffed <laughs> people in the country doing uh-huh. life-saving work. Yep. And what you've thought of is you want an extra layer of work for them to go through so that you know five minutes in advance that they're on their way.
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> How's that possibly worth it? What, I mean, what, are, what are you doing yeah. in those five minutes? You're just like... Combing out your beard, making sure you, you know, splashing some water in your face. Like, it's,
1: it's, the- just, it's just, I think when people know what's going on, instead of random, oh, I'm supposed to take blood for your baby at 3 a.m. What? What? Like, I'm just waking up. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm disoriented, right? I'm already in this cramped space, of uh, uh, little to no room. I haven't seen the outside in a few days. Like, I'm cranky. So, I think it for customer service sake, hey, this is what's going to happen at, with your stay here this so you're not just kind of going crazy or anything um this is what we have planned out there's going to be right, routine checks here here and here here are the nurses responsible for those checks they had uh, they worked in shifts as we all know like it doesn't help to have more information about what's going on with your health care like they already have the apps just make an extension to the app that you already have if you want if you don't want to invest too much in a brand new app like it's not it's not i'm not here solving problems jason you feel me
3: just the push alerts when they're coming down
1: the hall. Exactly, yeah. a push alert. If hey, ten minutes are like coming through. Mm-hmm. Like what? What? What if Stephanie was was breastfeeding or something? Like, come on, can, can she cover up? Like something? Like, come on. <laughs> Good.
2: You are worried about that with the nurse with the medical professionals, I'm the, the, just the, saying. The,
3: the people that grabbed the baby.
1: You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're already
3: not our boo. Don't let hey, us yeah, see
1: Seriously. Boob. <laughs> I'm yeah, I am I'm, I'm there to protect her integrity at all times.
2: They walk in and Tony's like, "Hey, don't look." Like, you know how you know what we were doing like be respectful." You know, a couple hours ago, right? <laughs> Do you guys think less of me that, like, because one detail of his story that he just told was that he slept overnight in the hospital? Do you guys think less of me that I did not do that? Yes. Okay. First child? First child I did the first night, not the second night. Second child, I went home and slept. (laughs) I was like, everybody's good here. We got a baby. You're cool? All right. See you in the morning.
1: Oh, my God. But we went over this. I, we already know you're not a real one. Caitlin is, uh, we've already done it. She's a real one. Mm-hmm. I'm a real one, of course. And You've already self admitted not that's, a real that's one. That's a so, good point. Yeah. You know?
2: I think we've come far enough from the days of when you used to just get a phone call at the bar telling you that it was a boy or a girl. And then you just kind of <laughs> get in a taxi and get over there whenever you feel like it. I mean, I, I, I was there for all of the important parts, and now everybody's going to sleep. You know, why can't I not just drive 10 minutes home and get a good night's sleep in my bed and come back in
1: the morning. Moral support.
2: I'm yeah, committed just... for the next, you know, 18 to 25 years, however long it takes to get this kid out of the house. I'm going to help with everything, but I, I, no need for me to sleep on a hospital bed tonight, which isn't even long enough for me. And I'm not even tall.
1: <laughs> I mean,
3: as long as, as long as the wife's good with it, I think you're yeah. good. It might have been her
2: idea. She might have been... I could see that thinking you're going to be more of a hassle than anything. If you don't get more than two hours of sleep, I would rather have you just go home, sleep, come back. That's fair. They don't need me for this. (laughs) The nurses are coming around every 10 minutes. Like Tony says, there's everybody's experienced and and knowledgeable about what they're doing. I'm I'm not going to be very helpful.
1: It's, it's in solidarity. You know, she just had your kid, you know, at least I, was there, you do. I was there for all that. Uh, why? I mean, we don't both
2: need to go on no sleep. <laughs> this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I feel like yes, yes. and I will make this yes. a point. Yes, <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> hey, when I, Caitlin, when I saw you today at Ellis Hall, did you were you part of the Jalen Johnson media scrum?
3: I was. Mm-hmm.
2: Did, were you there at the beginning when he held up his? jordan shoe to quiz everyone on if they knew which model it was
3: yes and i guess 14 only because i read Did the you? roman numerals
2: I, okay mm-hmm. you say that in hindsight tone would you have known this one i'll hold it up the picture for you would you have known this yes. offhand mm-hmm. really? okay really
3: yes. i didn't i didn't know it offhand but like he kept moving it around and everyone was quiet and then i heard you your your comment jason and then i looked in the inside and saw the roman numerals and i was like ah 14.
2: Oh, but well then you didn't know. You just can no. read Roman numerals. Exactly. Just means yeah. You would know what to do with a, a yeah. With Why a do Madison you have that clock. skill, Caitlin? I
3: don't know. <laughs> oh,
2: cool. I know Roman numerals. Tony, do you not know Roman numerals?
1: No, I so how, how do you
2: know what Super Bowl we're on?
1: Yeah, Whatever <laughs> they, whatever the, the broadcast was saying
2: <laughs> Well, my my comment. He held this up. It was a crowd of people around Jalen Johnson, the very good Bears cornerback, and he held up this shoe and he said, "Before we start." Somebody's got to tell me which Jordan this is. And when you said you heard my comment, my comment was, I didn't know what number it was, but I knew it was from 1998. I knew it was the shoe that he wore during that season, during his last Bulls season. Um, And I think that should count as partial credit. I know it's not right. I know that is not the correct answer, but I think it was a correct answer to say 98. Was Harry Power not there?
3: no herb was not there we know what you're getting okay. at tony we know what you're getting
2: at here he's always getting at that okay but here here's what here's one reason one reason why not the only reason but one reason why i don't know those shoes by numbers is i didn't have those shoes when i was a kid i
1: did didn't you have, dream
2: about having them though i i did especially as i got older especially into those Those shoes, like the one he was showing today, like those last Mm -hmm. three years probably was prime teenage years for me, Mm -hmm. but my parents were not, those were, Jordans were $100 at the time, right around that, which in hindsight doesn't sound like a lot, No. but that was a lot for shoes Mm -hmm. in the mid nineties. And my parents put a $50 cap on our shoes, which again, sounds crazy. What Mm -hmm. shoe could you even what decent shoe could you even get for fifty dollars right now? If you want to get one of the big oh. name ones, I mean, yeah. you can. You, I'm sure you can find something like that at Target or Walmart. Or did they still pay less? I'm I sure. That, I'm sure you can find. Shoes. <laughs> I'm sure you can find stuff like that. But my parents put a fifty dollar cap on it, and I would have had to have come up with the rest of the money to get to that. And I think even then, my mom said no. My mom said that is a ridiculous amount of money. To spend on shoes. Again, doesn't sound like a lot now. But at the time, $100 was a lot. What was it like for you guys? So I only my point is, I only knew the Jordan shoes from television. I only knew, oh, this is what he wore in the 72 and 10 season. This is what he wore in the last season. That's the only thing I would have known them from. Tone, did you have them when you were a kid? or what? How did your pand- parents handle buying you
1: shoes? Um, so my shoe story like my grandparents bought a lot of our early shoes and they would get us jordans uh when we were younger um so they set a precedent that my parents couldn't keep up with uh when my parents started buying our shoes (laughs) after that uh and it was like pulling teeth to get the jordans if if we do got them and then eventually we didn't get them and i don't know if you remember the brand starberry Yes, uh, it was like the twelve dollars shoe. So we had those during the prime. Like of recognition from you, Caitlin, or no? Do you remember no. the Starberry mm-hmm. shoes? No, mm-hmm. no. no. Mm-hmm. So it it was Stomar Marbury. He wanted to develop a shoe that was affordable for everybody. So they were like twelve bucks each or something like that. Uh, and it, it was a solid built shoe. Um, it wasn't a terrible shoe, but you know, you know wow. Things are people. Oh, you know, you, you're the poor kid because you got these these shoes. Uh, and my parents decided to make that transition to those shoes at the single most prominent point of a young person's life, which is high school. Oh, yeah. uh, and you know, you got to build up uh, tough skin. You know, if you're gonna go through that phase uh, with, uh, with 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 the 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 poor household shoe. Which, you know, now as an adult, I appreciate. Uh, I was able to grow and, and learn the value of things because of that. So I appreciate that phase. But uh, And then once I got a job, it was back to, you know, where those Jordans at, you know. Right. But when when the boys started making a little money, you know, I had to go back to it. So yeah, yeah, I've always been a fan of shoes, and you always knew the numbers of the Jordans because you always want to know which ones were your favorite. How would you rank them? Uh, stuff that stuff of that nature. So, uh, I'm a huge fan of Jordan. I, I'm not fan of the later ones, like after 14. Uh, if after yeah, after fourteen they start to like yeah, you know wave. I do fourteen and under are, are my favorites. So I pick from those sections. Uh, after that, they just starting to look kind of whack, and then all the Jordan brand representative shoes are terrible. Russ and Zion, they're all bad. I don't that's, know who they need thanks. to raise up Tinker Hatfield or something and, and let him design <laughs> it because all now they're they're all terrible. But yeah, that's that's, that's kind of my shoe story. That's that what you just. Blasted is exactly what I'm wearing
2: right now. (laughs) So these are these are the only these are the only pair of shoes I've ever had with the Michael Jordan logo on it. I know that they're not Jordans is these Westbrook shoes
3: Oh, that you
2: just that you just destroyed. Sorry, Jay. That's okay. What about you, Caitlin? You were a basketball player, so you probably really wanted basketball shoes.
3: I did, but I feel like.
2: the
1: Butcher. <laughs>
3: the Butcher did not wear Jordans. I did wear like Nikes. Um, I've always worn Nikes because they run more narrow for mm-hmm. my foot. And I feel like that's the only shoe I've ever worn. And it's the only shoe I continue to wear. Um, But I think I was just like young growing up where I grew up and in the environment I grew up. I'm like, no one really knew what Jordans. We weren't really paying attention. We really paying attention. In Michael Jordan? No, oh, you're we, talking...
2: You're talking we, rural Wisconsin, aren't you?
3: Yes, we're talking yeah. middle of uh. nowhere, drive your tractor to school, Wisconsin. This is hunting
2: and fishing <laughs> yeah, country, Of tone. course we yeah.
3: Carhartt everything. Of course we mm. knew Car Carhartt
2: is Jordan in that, part, in that area. <laughs> Carhartt? What is Carhartt? You guys got those new Carhartts?
3: Tony doesn't know what Carhartt is?
2: <laughs> they're uh. basically work clothes, aren't
3: they? Yeah, it's like farm work clothes, but now they're like you know, fashionable ones. It is, it is
2: stylish mm-hmm, now. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. surprised you, I'm surprised you didn't know what it was tone.
0: Mm. Yeah.
3: But anyway, so there, it wasn't a big, like I wasn't wearing them, especially like in the early nineties, I wasn't even playing basketball yet. So, um, I now, now I have the toxic trait of like, I didn't have any of these, Uh, shoes when i was a kid so now i see a dress yes yes, Yep. i'm on that sneakers app all the time like i'll take those i'll take those (laughs) what am i gonna wear with these i don't know i'll take those
1: and it's a part of the brand right like i see Kayla on instagram right you know in her uh when she's out covering games and stuff like that with the fit and the sneakers are dope like it's a whole thing i'm
3: happy that fashion like like work fashion for especially women in sports has mm-hmm. evolved to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to wear he high heels mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. heels at a game because yep. like, it never really made sense in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now like I feel like so many women in sports have embraced, like, as long as my, my kicks are like mm-hmm. fresh, I'm good. And I, I figure out how to wear them with like certain dresses so that, yeah, it's a lot of walking from the parking lot to the stadium yep. to the press box to back. Like it's a lot of walking to do that in a uh, heels. So I'm all about the Jordans now,
2: but I you don't, you don't look like someone who's just thrown on their running shoes so they don't have to wear heels. You're you're very, very stylish. You are one of the most stylish people I know.
3: Thank you, Jason. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. No, I think you a are. lot about it. I think a lot about it. I'm usually always meticulously looking at um, the players' fashion sense as well. I like mm-hmm. to see – I know they're on a different uh, scale, budget than I mm-hmm. am a lot of times, but I like – pay very close attention to what they're wearing. And I'm like, "Hmm, that's cool. And then when I get, if they compliment me, then I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. If Jalen Johnson tells me like, I like the shoes. (laughs) The
1: millionaires think you're you're looking stylish and
3: I'm doing it on an eighth of the budget. So
1: is that a, is that a connecting point for you guys with the athletes that you cover is because so much of sports culture is sneaker culture Mm -hmm. um, and music. So like in, Connecting with these athletes in other ways than just the on-court, on-field stuff. Like, how important is that for you guys, Jason and Caitlin, to kind of make those efforts to show, like, hey, we're connecting. We, I'm trying to understand you as an individual, not just by what you do, but as who you are. And it's, it, it, according to that's example of what Jalen was doing before his press conference, like. It matters to these guys.
3: Mm -hmm. I think it it humanizes. I mean, and it's a reminder to me that we cover people and not just, you know, number Mm. one or number 33 or we cover like... And it's a really good building block, I think, to, to share, like, oh, those are really sweet, or this is cool, or who where, what's that jacket from? Cause I like have such an interest in fashion. Even the jewelry they wear. Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like where what's it tell me about this, this chain, or this piece, <laughs> or this. And I'm like, like, I love it, I love it. Or hear what they're listening to pregame and you know, music, what they it just gives you a, a sense of more understanding of who they are. And I think mm. they as much as they don't wanna open up at times, I think it's opening up in that situation and like giving people a peek into inside their their world and their head that's not just it's just not a bunch of X's and O's in a playbook running around in their head. So um it's it's one of my favorite things to do. I love th- those kind of questions. I'd rather ask that sometimes than, you know, why they're why they run a jet sweep on third and Especially
1: in week seventeen. <laughs> yes. Do you have any of this in your packages where you sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I don't really connect over that because I, I just can't be phony with people. That's fair. Like mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. do it. And I don't live in that world of their level of fashion and their level of what they pay for shoes. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, But there are other things, you know, there's food is something i think that you can connect with these guys mm-hmm. over there there's a bears player uh demarcus walker the mm-hmm. defensive end who has a food truck that does wings and i was all there for talking mm-hmm. to him about what's what spices did you put in the like what makes this taste this way because that's a world that i understand very well travel things like that those are all those are all things I can connect with those guys on. I'm I can't connect with them about stuff I can't afford, really, though. I was I was laughing, Caitlin. I was smiling when you were talking about wanting to buy all these shoes that you didn't have when you were a kid. Yes. Because I feel like I'm doing a very small-time version of that. Because as a kid, I couldn't afford mm-hmm. Jordans. And now as an adult, it would be it would feel very irresponsible to me to do that. But I can, I do feel. Like my parents had that fifty dollar cap on our shoes. I do feel when I, I go to the Nike outlet store and pick out a cool pair of Durants or something like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and I take those home. I'm like, that's right, mom. Yeah, these were more than fifty bucks.
1: You know, you know, you know, it was seventy. They were, you know 70. They were Jason, seventy. Take that, mom. Here's 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 <laughs> one that I think me anymore. that me and you connect, Jason. Uh, cereal. Now, as adult, yes. I can get any cereal that I want yeah. now. And nobody can stop me and I can have all the sugary cereals Mm -hmm. that I can have.
2: You can't tell me that's got too much sugar in it, mom. Like Mm -hmm. the diabetes Mm -hmm. doctor will tell
1: me that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. later, Mm -hmm. later on.
3: Yeah. I, it as much as I like have loved fashion and it's evolved, I feel like for me in the last, especially last five years, my mother has taken notice because she's like, how much is that code? Is that a rental or do you own that?
2: (laughs) Is that a rental?
3: <laughs> because the, yeah, I use Rent the Runway for a lot of my clothes. Oh, okay. I would Never be able to afford them. So she's. Always, sometimes I'm like, if I don't really want her to know I own them, like it's a rental. It's a rental. <laughs> it's not a rental. She won't
1: see this. So it's
3: fine. I can I can air that out. I mean, but it's I'm not like,
1: it's not it's not technically a lie. You could possibly take it back. Right. Therefore, but I making it a rental. It.
3: Right, but, but I'm like, mm. so those are the things I feel like as an adult now. I'm like, my mom would kill me if she knew how much this jacket was. But she's not going to
2: yep. know. That's kind of a subtle jab at us saying that your mom won't hear this. You don't know if your mom listens. We have a very my strong... Mom, my field. mom
3: cannot navigate the Internet very well. <laughs> this is ideal. She just goes straight Google to, like, just to find out. Like Instead of like getting a Twitter account or an Instagram account, she just mm-hmm. goes Facebook. She'll just go straight to Google and just type in my name that day.
1: And I'm like <laughs> Oh, no. Wow.
3: I'm like, don't do risky. that.
1: Don't do that. Right. <laughs> we have a pretty solid older following of this podcast that's good that's good my mom is just she's how do you you don't know that what russ's dad your mom that's a good age two
0: people <laughs> it's two
2: people who, <laughs> whose children are on this show but this is ideal if caitlin thinks no one's ever going to hear this then she'll probably be very loose no, and interesting. no i this just be, said my mother would be great consequence figure out podcast. free just like tony
3: <laughs> my mom's like what's a podcast honestly so
2: okay <laughs> Well, let's start this podcast that Caitlin Sharkey's mother will never hear. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. (laughs) I'm Jason Leisure, your host, and Russ Dorsey is out this week, but we have brought back friend of the show, Mm -hmm. WGN Chicago's Caitlin Sharkey. (laughs)
3: Thanks, guys. I'm so thrilled to be back.
2: We are really (laughs) glad to have you back. You have been on a couple of times. You were in guest co-hosting once, and you've been fantastic every time we've gotten great Mm response Thank uh you. you're you're funny you're interesting you're an excellent addition to our show and we're really glad to have you we're glad to have you toughen it out i mean this is we're talking about jordan's this is the caitlin Sharkey flu game right here I, yep. i'm
3: yeah no joke hopefully right you me. don't have the, the flu she's got I'm something hoping it's not the flu but i'm starting to be concerned so <laughs> what is the, if i'm like losing the... layers it's just the fe- fever <laughs> it's a fever and i'm getting warm so we'll be all right we'll be all right we, not like actual layers but like you know it's sort of.
2: We also have, and uh, you're welcome for this, Caitlin. We have the littest producer in the game, Tony Gill. Thanks,
1: mm-hmm.
2: stand me. Caitlin, do you have a flu game? Do you have a time? It doesn't have to be this job, but any job that maybe <laughs> when you were a kid and you just like couldn't afford not to have that day's money, that day's pay, oh, or something. Yeah. Like, do you have a? What is the worst thing you have gutted out to not miss work?
3: Man, I mean, I've gutted out some games back, like if it was like a Packers playoff game and I was getting sick, I was like, well, I, I have to, I have to go. I can't, I can't not go. And now, I mean, I feel like we've, we've approached illness differently as a civilization. <laughs> um, it's so not I, as tough, I
2: you
4: mean, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, but then, oh yeah, like you're like sweating on air, or lose your voice. And you're like, I don't, that's the problem. Like. If you're not feeling well, if you feel like you look sick, it just, it'll mess me up for the whole day. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be on TV today. I look terrible because yeah. mm. I just feel terrible, right? Your you're head self-conscious. Yeah, yeah, you're like very self-conscious and you're like, so, I feel clammy and gross. Um, so here I am with you guys. That's a good thing I've so had some like times over the camera.
2: <laughs> you look, you look perfectly fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I would not have known you were sick. Mm-hmm. I've had some times where, I have felt really sick. And this is, again, like you were saying, this is before everyone was hyper vigilant, mm-hmm. like they are now, but I've had some times where I was sick and I was going on assignment to cover an NBA game or an NFL game or something. And it was like, just get me on the plane and we'll, we'll see how things are going. Once I get there, we'll see how things are going in the morning. And uh, there, yeah, that's, Dicey. When you're, mm-hmm. I remember one time in particular when I was covering the NBA, and you, when you're on the road that much for a job like that, if you cover NBA, hockey, baseball, I'm sure there's some other ones, football is not a job like that where you're just on the road constantly, but those jobs are things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go to the doctor or get a haircut. Or uh, I think I got my passport renewed once while I was on the road. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. I'm just going to do this when I'm in San Antonio or whatever. But I remember one time I was sick after covering a game in new york and i was just laying on the floor in the hotel room not sure if i was going to be able to just even make it to the airport mm. to to be able to fly home unfortunately there was not a lot of people i did make it eventually and there was not a lot of people on the plane and i was able to lay across three seats and just you know wake me up when we get there but i don't think i would do that now
3: no Now, and now I've learned the hard way. Like this one time that this season I went, I got on the plane and my head was all stuffed up. And then Mm. my ear was plugged for like two weeks after I got off the plane. And that was miserable. It had like this really sharp pain. And I'm like, went to the doctor when I got back to Chicago and she's like, yeah, you suffered some ear trauma because you flew with a head cold. I'm like, well, I didn't really have an option, lady. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I'm like, well, so your trauma it is. So you can't now, drive
2: to Seattle.
3: Exactly. I'm or like wherever. Yeah. yeah. So but we're at least there's medicine now to like negate some of the symptoms.
1: I've had I the, usually go ahead, Tom. I was gonna say I have the I've had the worst sickness you can have in this business ever. What's that, laryngitis or diarrhea? I'm so afraid. Can you, just, can you imagine trying to produce a live show when you have to go to the bathroom every two minutes? No. It, it would be very it's scary. To worst. Laugh. It's the worst. I have to set up breaks. I have to set up reads. I, I mean, especially when it's just one host and he's looking back at you, and it's like, "Hey, dog, you gonna have to carry this till I get back." <laughs> Cause your boy (laughs) is having some issues. That it was the worst thing ever to to have on a job, and I assume like if if you guys had that, like covering a team, like you're not getting any quotes. I'm
3: not going. I'm not going. Not (laughs) leaving home, Tony.
1: So yeah, no zero risks. Yeah, and at that time I was part time, so if I didn't go to work, I didn't get paid. So I was like, all right, I gotta push through this. It's got to happen, and, you know, for the first at least two hours of, of my shift working on a show, producing on a board where thing anything could happen, I had to leave the board unattended for, like, 10, 15 minutes at a time.
3: That's terrifying. That,
1: that was a job you liked and you needed, but
2: when you worked at the law firm, I'm guessing the, the threshold for calling in sick was very
1: low. Oh, I mean, I'm guessing the first sniffle you're calling in if sick. If I woke up too tired, hey, I'm not coming in today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's your illness. Too tired. Not
1: every
3: out. Not every day today. was was <laughs> a was
1: a like uh, my alarm would go off and I would be like, "Do I want to go in today?" <laughs> and eventually I would get up, and not because like I mean I needed the money. It wasn't no. that much, but it got me over. But I was like, "I, I hate this. Like I don't want to get up at at six thirty. Like why? Who does this?"
2: most normal adults do, I know. Right? I don't know i don't i don't but most that most people's jobs are are that way that they do I know at i hate it so i would hate it i don't know if i could do it i've never had to do it i've never had a job where i had to be up early like that as a as an adult i had summer jobs where i had to be up even oh, earlier terrible that, <laughs> i agree don't <laughs> Uh, Our show is brought to you by (laughs) BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. Just use our promo code ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of
1: sports Jason, none of my bets are working now. You can't fade the bears and you can't fade the bulls anymore. Oh, Mm. oh,
2: you're making – what that's called is you're making – uh, bad bets. I thought you were telling me there was like a glitch with the MGM app or something.
1: No, 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 no. Wait, well, you're my bets are work. Wrong it team? worked for the last two years. Fade the Bears. Okay. That doesn't, that mm-hmm. doesn't Fade mean the Bulls. That,
2: that doesn't mean that the app is broken. It means your bets no. are losing. That's no, that,
1: that, the, apps are, the, the app is working perfectly fine. It's Use just error. <laughs> my yeah. bets aren't working anymore. You like to make money off of the Chicago teams losing
2: because yeah, maybe it, that offsets some of your pain and frustration. Yeah. And now the Bulls are winning mm-hmm. and the Bears are sort of sometimes winning.
1: Mm-hmm. So now what? I don't know. You can start betting hockey? I might have to start because they're still terrible. Uh, the White Sox are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. So I can just fade the Sox. You know, Cubs, I don't know. I got to see. But yeah, for the majority of my betting life, if I fade the Chicago teams, by the years in, I would have made a profit.
2: Yeah, if you're always betting against the success of the Chicago teams, eventually overtime probably come out okay. You went to one hockey game in your life, isn't that right? Yes, sir. I think Evan Moore came on and told us the story of the the one time, the only time that Tony has gone to a hockey game, Caitlin. And Evan Moore is a hockey author. He wrote a book about hockey. He is a hockey enthusiast expert. And he's telling Tony that Jonathan Taves plays center. And Tony goes, oh, I like Shaq?
0: Uh
3: i mean that's a fair question you don't know hockey you didn't grow up
1: around Mm -hmm. hockey Uh
3: that's a fair question so i'm with you
1: yeah like they're forwards i was like ah like lebron what you can't just take the names and then like use in other places and that ain't mean different things like what's going on goalie like in soccer yeah actually that one's right yes (laughs) that Uh, that one works that one but centers and forwards very analogous You name Mm -hmm. yeah that one's fine I know Mm -hmm. what centers are and i know what forwards are and they don't look like that or have the same responsibilities in hockey yeah and there's no ball and the floor is made of ice Isn't that tone? <laughs> and they're weird
3: and they're on skates <laughs>
1: yeah huh
2: mm-hmm. uh, in addition to bet mgm tony gill is brought to you by sheets and giggles yeah! you can go to our link sheetsgiggles.com slash sa and when this comes out it's going to be december 29th so you still have the weekend to take advantage of their buy one get one half off uh, that is for the entire month of december get yourself some good hundred percent eucalyptus sheets. Uh they've got the the eucalyptus cotton hybrid, the flannel, uh throw blanket, duvet, pillow, mattress. They got all kinds of stuff over there. Take advantage of the buy one. Get one half off sale at Sheets and Giggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com slash S A. Caitlin, I think uh I believe you're a uh, Sheets and Giggles believer now, huh?
3: They're on my bed as we speak. I cannot Man. wait to get on those Eucalyptus sheets tonight. <laughs> They're amazing. Right. I, love a, I love them. I love them. I love
2: them. Have you ever had you ever gotten like really good quality sheets before because I thought that I had at Target and it turns out no only I, thanks I to my
3: mom. Only thanks to my mom. Okay. I had never bought them for myself. But it is a game changer, we spent a lot of time in there. Mm-hmm. If You're getting if you're getting the recommended, you know, sleep number every night. That's a lot of our day that we spend on our sheets. So I'm a big fan, your,
1: your side side sleeper. Mm, i'm
3: reckless i'm all over, that.
1: Wow. I'm I'm over rec- that i'm a reckless sleeper some people are a
3: restless sleeper I'm, reckless. Reckless. I'm thrashing yeah. i'm thrashing i'm a california king too so um there's plenty of room to just wreak havoc in there just
1: all by <laughs> do you need a sleep study do they need to
3: i used to do the sleep app and i'm like That freaked me out. It sounds
2: like you need a sleep study, but not for your benefit, just for science to
3: to study. Like, what
2: is happening here? Thrashing? I've never heard anyone describe their sleep as thrashing.
3: You know, like you like quick wake up and turn to the other side and you're uncomfortable and you're turning to the other side. Like, that's what I picture, like, thrashing. It's
2: like a shark that got caught. It's like, you know, writhing around on the boat.
3: Yeah, basically how I, that's how I sleep. So that's an inside peek at my world.
1: <laughs> I saw Caitlin at uh, Bulls Media Day.
3: Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I saw you in the wild. It's always mm-hmm. fun to see people that you've never seen, like outside of a, <laughs> a computer screen. Right. Like, I'm like, oh my god, there's Tony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to sneak into some of those things. Like mm-hmm. all the time, I feel like I don't belong here. I'm not a yeah, journalist. Why did they let me in in here? You they do your in own him. part.
3: Yeah, everybody has their mm-hmm. their thing. I like it. There it is there the has government.
2: been a there has been a lot of that for me too. Though um, I think part of it was the pandemic, but part of it was even before the pandemic, before everything was on Zoom and all that. I think just with social media, mm-hmm. there's people you see and you maybe even interact with, retweet, reply to their tweet, and then certainly with Zoom, it's like you there's all these people you feel like you know, but you've never actually met them in person. Mm-hmm. Like you'd been on here a couple of times with Tony before you mm-hmm. actually met him then. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. In real life. It's exciting to meet somebody in real life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it happens now in today's media, right? You get an email mm-hmm. or a Twitter DM or a now LinkedIn yeah. message mm-hmm. on, hey, would you mind coming on my show or my podcast? Mm-hmm. Or uh, <laughs> right. can I get a quote from you about this? And then that's how like these modern connections are are, are made. Do I say like the the business is very small? Like it is, it Mm -hmm. is like you're within reach of, or somebody knows something about you, either about your work ethic or, Mm -hmm. you know, something mean that you said or whatever. So (laughs) like, it's always good just to be just a good person overall. So you don't make anybody mad and like bad things can be spread around you. I agree. It's great advice. Is the advice to be pretend nice? Is that what? No. Okay, no, it, it, it would have to just, for you to be a nice person like that, okay. that, that would be good as well. Okay. All right. I'll work. On it. <laughs> All right, I want
2: to I want to uh, talk about Jair Alexander. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow, what do you do? <laughs> oh, that's perfect that you don't know. Yeah, Caitlin, oh. I can tell by her reaction, does know J- oh, yes. Jair Alexander. I like him. He's a character. I like him because he's an awesome player. And I usually like the antagonists. which he's up there. Oh, he's, yeah. He's high on the list of it. I feel like he's not necessarily going to punch somebody. No. He's not that kind of antagonist. But he is definitely going to try to bait you into punching him. We'll say. Um, so this is a great story, Tony. I'll, I'll take you through it so that you are caught up on this. So he's the star cornerback for Green Bay. They're playing Carolina a a couple days ago, the worst team in the league and in Carolina. And they send out, the teams send out their captains for the coin toss. Jair Alexander is not a captain for this game at least, but he names himself a captain at the last minute and runs out there with the rest of the captains. And he said later it's because uh, the coach didn't know, Lafleur didn't know that he was from Charlotte. So he should have made him a captain. And Jair just took care of that for him. Don't worry about it. I'll name myself captain, which I think is a great move. <laughs> it sounds like something you would do, Tony. Just name yourself a team captain right before a game. Hey, you know. So, yeah. That's how that's well, they're it. You know? I'm
1: they're not doing seeing the, any thing. issue
2: here. <laughs> okay. I'm the captain now, he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He runs out for the coin toss. And they win the toss. He says we want to be on defense. Mm-hmm. Which in which is what they did want. It's what LaFleur did want, but mm-hmm. you can't say it like that. What? And and the NFL should probably mm-hmm. just fix this. Right. But it is a technicality, it is a rule. The only things you can choose are kick, receive, or defer. And what you're wanting is in his case is the word defer. It means. We will defer our choice to the second half of whether we want to kick or receive. Then what does kick means? Kick, uh, kick means that you are. You also defer. Which no, kick means you are making a choice, and your choice is to kick off.
3: So then you. So don't...
2: So that means the other team will get a cho- get to decide whether they want to kick or receive to start the second half. That's goofy, but do you follow it? No. Okay. <laughs> Your choices are kick off or receive. Or you can defer your choice to the second half. See, you would have made the same mistake, I think. Does that make sense? So, you're saying... The choice is kick or receive. Or you can say, we would like to choose to start the second half instead. Carolina can choose to start the game. Wait, so... So defer is what you want if what you want is to have the ball to start the second half. You are deferring your choice of kick or receive till after halftime. So who makes the choice then? Huh? Who makes the choice then? Whoever wins the toss.
1: Whoever's a captain for the team that wins the toss. Wait, so you got (laughs) to... Do you make the choice before the the toss?
2: No, you do it after you've won the toss. Okay, you won the toss. And it's like, do you want to kick... Mm-hmm. Or or receive. They, they say, do you want to kick or receive, or you can defer your preference. Uh, you can defer your choice to the second half.
1: You so know, start, you're start saying I half. get to pick if I want to kick or receive in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah, your first, your first
2: choice is basically,
1: do I want to
2: pick, kick, or receive, or do I want to be the team that chooses that coming out of halftime? That's technically how it works.
1: So the so, team so if that you are, kicks... If you, in the, fir- in the very first kickoff, I automatically assumed if you kick the first kick, you automatically get the ball in the second half.
2: It should work like that. I get We're getting way too bogged down in this. What it comes down to is technically, it, if that's what you want to do, you have to say the word defer. That's how this works. That's stupid. It's kicker
1: received. It, and then it, it is stupid. You mm-hmm. get the ball in the mm-hmm. second half. I agree.
2: It, it is stupid. The NFL should fix it. But the players in the league know this, and the reason I know that they know it is because there have been snafus with coin tosses before, and coaches will take no chances with this. Mm-hmm. And Matt LaFleur said, we talk about this with the guys that are supposed to go out there for the coin toss. I'm going to coach in this go case, out there. Which in this case would not include Jair Alexander. But what happened was, the ref, instead of just going along with that and saying, okay, you've chosen to kick, and now Carolina gets to choose... What they want to do coming out of halftime, which essentially would mean Carolina would get the ball to start the first half and the second half tone. That's possible. Regardless, mm-hmm. yes. Regardless of getting caught up in the technicalities of the exact language and everything, you can understand that that's a big deal. That's stupid. That would be a, mm-hmm. be a huge problem if you allowed that to happen. The reason that the ref didn't just go ahead with what Jair Alexander said was because LaFleur had talked to the ref before the game, like he always does, and said, hey, if we win the toss, this is what I want if somehow that gets confused, like, please, this is what I want. I want to. Or if my cornerback goes rogue. (laughs) I don't think he saw that coming. So basically Jair Alexander ran out and did his own thing for the coin toss and nearly cost them a possession in a game that they barely won. They barely squeaked by the worst team in the league. And then after the game, his comments were, seemed to show no grasp of that. He didn't seem to understand how close he had come to costing them a possession. He didn't seem particularly concerned with it. And Wednesday, a few days later, the team suspended him for one game for conduct detrimental to the team.
3: And LaFleur said it wasn't just that, it's never just one thing. But if you know Jair, you could definitely see it could be multiple things. And this was just like the icing on the cake. And they were like, all right, enough is enough. You got to take a seat for one game.
2: I don't know how upset they can be about him being a wild card when they encourage that as well. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of his game to be a little bit out there, a little Mm -hmm. bit unpredictable, but sitting him out for suspending him for a game is a pretty big deal because it is just one game. But aren't they playing the Vikings in that Justin game? Justin
3: Jefferson,
2: yep. They're playing the best receiver in the league mm-hmm. or one of the best receivers in the league. And it's a game they need for the playoff race. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big consequence. That's, you know, they must, it must have really gotten to a point where they felt like this, We they have to do this for the long term. Even I if guess. it cost them something on sunday it might not, not hasn't even
3: been on the field that much this season that's the part that is also like he's been hurt a lot he's been active a lot of weeks for green bay so he's back he's healthy and then now he's suspended and you really need him like you said jason
1: because yeah, of yeah. playing. it wasn't that bad like come on what are we doing out here but you, you, well, you the ending result was you you got what you wanted right like this is his hometown. He loves, he wants to represent his own town. He's got family probably there. He like, hey guys, like, you know, I'm an honorary captain this week. Like,
3: I think they're like, maybe you could have talked to coach before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before they ran out for the coin toss. Maybe have been like, hey coach, I don't know if you remember, but like, this is my home. Do you mind if I like, you can't just like run out there and crash a coin toss.
2: Yeah, I think like Tony, we're getting really caught up in the technicalities here of the language of the exact words you have to use. But the 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 bottom line is, he named himself a captain for the coin toss and ran out there and ruined the coin toss. Oh, did he though? It's very reckless. He would have if the ref if the had ref wanted. Yet. If the ref had wanted to enforce the rules by the book mm-hmm. and didn't wasn't didn't give him a little bit of grace and say, "Is this what you mean?" Then he would have messed up the coin toss.
1: All right. So here's how I see it. Okay. If, all right, these are all grown adults, right? But yes. the team, the coach is headed by the, is he's the leader, the coach. The head coach is the leader of the team. He's in charge. He's in charge. So don't take this example like literal. So in, the, in <laughs> this dynamic, right, right, he's parent and he's part of the family. Jair is a child. If the child acts out, we don't blame the child. We blame the parent. Like, what is the relationship like between Jair and his head coach, Matt LaFleur, where he didn't feel comfortable to say, hey, this is sentimental to me. This is my hometown. I would like to be there. That he decided to do this. That's why I look at it. I don't know. am like, Jair we should be looking at Matt LaFleur like a little bit think- closer and instead of just saying, oh, this is this rogue cornerback. And in in the position where you need to have the most confidence in the most braggadocious ever, let's just spin him and get him out the way. Why isn't the coach developing the relationship that he feels comfortable enough to go to him? That's all I'm saying. I'm just going
3: that. I don't think it's a lack of comfort with Matt LaFleur. I think it's just Jair being Jair. He is just to the point where you don't, you don't know what this man's going to be wearing at his locker. You don't know what he's going to say. You don't know. Literally, you don't know what he's gonna going his, to do
2: during games. That's part of his. That's part of his
3: whole on the field. I don't think that's he was like you know couldn't go to Matt Matt Lafleur. I bet you he really thought in his head, coach forgot. Oh, easy fix. Here mm-hmm. I go. Like, yes. that's literally what he was thinking. Like, yeah. coach forgot. A- I'm as frustrated. they
2: as people were walking out for the coin mm-hmm. toss, he probably had that thought, and yes. not a moment not before,
1: before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not it's on just, the plane, not
2: on Wednesday. No.
1: Yeah. No. So, hey, coach, I forgot to mention, you know, <laughs> this had happened where I used to live here. I was born here. So it would. It was too much to me to go to you and ask you. So I just went out there. You know, they always say, you know, ask, you know, apologize, you know, mm-hmm. before you ask permission. You, you, whatever that saying is, you you, you get me, coach. So that's, that's all that was. You know, you understand me? You know, you boys out here, you know, locking up folks, you know. You no, know, I'm doing what I do. This, this is this is a part Wednesday of the, the gig. This is a part of the Jair experience. Like you want the product, but you don't want me. What does that say about me as a human being? <laughs> you don't care about me as a human being. You just care about my talent. What does that say to me? Hmm.
2: I took care of the whole captain thing that you messed up, coach. You're welcome.
3: There you go. <laughs>
2: All right, let's do some Vanderpump rules. I want to see if we can. Yeah, I have no idea what want to see this what, is. Well, ask a lot of questions. There's no bad questions, Tone, okay? Okay.
3: Oh.
2: All right, Caitlin, every. This is how I find out what's going on in the world of celebrity. I'll just let you behind the curtain here. Every Wednesday, we record this show. So every Wednesday, I go on basically TMZ. And page six from the New York Post. Mm-hmm. You're, you're nodding like you're familiar with these websites. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I look for bizarre celebrity no- news to put in notes or things I need to ask Russ and Tony about to become educated on. Like, why does Lil Uzi Vert have a diamond in his face? Things like that. And I got to tell you, the, the number one clutter that gets in the way of me finding out what I need to know, this very important information. Actually, now it's Taylor Swift. But the number two piece of clutter is all of this stuff about Vanderpump rules. There's always something about um, this Ariana character and this Scandival guy. And this dominates. This is at least half of what I sort through in celebrity news. And I was looking for someone to explain this to me and what it is. I know it's a TV show. That's about all I know. I watched a trailer for it today and it was two minutes of just a ton of like people pointing at each other and (laughs) cursing and crying and kissing each other. And when I was looking for someone to explain to me what this actually is, you told me that you liked this show.
3: I used to watch the show. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's, it's like gotta be 13, 12 years already. 10, it has been years.
2: on, it has been on, um, since 2013. So it's been on okay. over a decade. Yeah.
3: Okay. 2013. I did
2: some research on it, but, uh, not the type of research that I'm doing right now where I find out what it actually is
3: about. So there it's a Bravo reality TV show. It's like one of the Bravo, you know, like the real housewives. So it's like one of those, but they're not housewives. They're just a bunch of, um, they all work at a restaurant. Lisa Vanderpump, who is one of the housewives of Beverly Hills. This is she, a show
2: just about waiters
3: mm-hmm. and bartenders? Bartenders, they're servers and bartenders. So they all oh, work okay. for Lisa Vanderpump. So they're not a family? No, not at all. They're just okay. a bunch of right. randoms that met each other by working at this restaurant um, in West Hollywood. So they're all like 20 somethings they hang out together, they work together, they drink together, they all start, you know, hooking up with each other. Um and basically like uh Tom Sandoval is one of the main guys who was there at the very beginning. Is he, it Sandoval
2: or Scandoval?
3: Well, How they call he? it Scandoval. It's his name's actually Tom Sandoval. No scandal. They just like to make Oh,
2: Scandoval is a situation.
3: That's yeah, the that whole Sandoval thing that, an, Okay. Yes. All right. So Tom Sandoval Wait, hey, like the situation right there
2: down Mike, Mike, the situation?
3: No that's no different. it's a I'm situation
2: t- like Ooh. common noun situation Ooh. not proper noun. yeah <laughs> lowercase s.
3: So then Tom Sandoval uh, starts dating Ariana. so they're together like 10 years. They live together. they're they like date the, for ten years. Yes, they're like the couple like they've been together literally throughout the majority of the seasons. So, but they're all still friends. Again, they hang out, they go out, they party, they drink a lot together. There's always this drama. This friend doesn't like this friend, this friend, you know, typical Mm. reality TV show stuff.
2: And all the drinking probably helps that.
3: Yes, exactly. Um, And then they work at a bar. And so then everything blew up and the whole scandal thing became huge because Tom, there was a new cast member in the last couple of years, Raquel, Rachel, they call her. Um, she joined the show, joined a little friend group, started working at the restaurant. Well, it came, they all found out that Tom was sleeping with Raquel, having an affair, mm-hmm. and she was Ariana's best friend.
2: Tony. Okay, you're welcome to have some questions, but you don't get to make fun of this. Like, you, you watch every episode of no, I mean, I mean,
1: I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm intrigued. I watch Married at First Sight. I watch Love is Mine. Yeah. I am here yeah. for this.
3: So this Ariana not, and Rattel were best friends. This is
1: not worse than mm-hmm. those. This is not below that tone. No. no, no, no I, I'm. This is my bag. Yeah, yeah you're so on that, this level, buddy.
3: They were best friends. They find out that Tom, this whole time, not the whole time, but a large part of the time, they were. He was like dating Raquel and like sneaking away and hooking up with her in okay. the house that Ariana and Tom lived together. Whoa.
0: Oh yes, he is a next wild level
3: boy. shady, just really bad stuff.
2: So during this ten-year dating period, he was cheating on her.
3: Yes, and I'm shocked. Ariana wild found boy. out, and that's when Scandivall like hit. You know, everything okay. became really big. So, so
2: Scandaval refers to that Tom the whole situation cheated mm-hmm. on ariana what's on ariana with raquel
3: who now has a million endorsements she was on dancing with the stars raquel she, does no ariana ariana, ariana the, lady, uh, that say, yeah, her the lady that
2: got cheated on has uh, had her okay. moment okay all right okay she's, she's no, a hero
1: I, she's kind she, of like everyone's yeah, behind they
3: her. they dragged raquel like okay. did like really really bad she really got it they always um,
2: seem like they're mad at Tom too.
3: Well, yes, they're all, they all think Tom is scum. So, hmm, okay. and then that's created a divide. Is there in a, a group guy well. that's mad at Tom? Cause there's another Tom. There's, there's a Tom two Tom Schwartz. There's oh Tom gosh. Schwartz. Yeah, there's a whole mm-hmm. cast of people. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much Vanderpump rules. And now this, this series, they, I mean, it's to the point it's been on so long. Like now some of them have kids and they've gotten okay. married. And, but the Tom and Ariana thing it was the biggest scandal to happen to the show and maybe bravo tv because it was just like best friend and like they were just shamelessly hooking up like
0: Whoa.
3: just like doing it <laughs> everywhere so
1: okay
3: they had like matching necklaces and everything with each other that was like oh, right they were in like, front yeah,
2: of uh yeah and um, like ariana?
3: raquel raquel was talking to ariana about like you know, her and Tom's sex life. And then like Raquel's pretending to be like, like, Oh, why, why are things bad with you guys pretending that she's not, you know, doing what she's doing. So that's my, my cliff Mm, notes version. Fun fact though, Sheena, who is a main uh, character in the show as well, Sheena and I ran into each other in New York when I turned 24, 25. And I spent the whole night running around drinking Irish whiskey with Sheena and her mom on my birthday (laughs)
1: Wow! Mm. Okay.
3: So, yeah, it's good. You met one of your heroes problem.
2: that day. That's great.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm happy for you. Why did you why are you into that show versus or do you watch all these shows?
3: I don't watch it By anymore. By
2: all these shows, I don't even know if I could list them. I'm kind of just thinking I don't watch like
3: any of this. Stuff. Real
2: housewives and the Kardashians, maybe as these types of shows. never watch
3: the Kardashians. I mean, I, I'm in I am aware of pop culture. I think mm-hmm. I think it's fun. I think it's entertaining, but I don't watch the Kardashians. I don't watch any reality TV. I've never watched The Bachelor, Bachelorette, none of this.
1: The Golden Bachelor? None of it.
3: Mm-mm. Lo- like love paradise bachelor paradise but she like, didn't
1: watch the bachelor
2: why would she want to watch that one because why would, it was so why, are, it was, why is it like well you gotta watch the golden bachelor that's the one yeah older, older, right?
1: it felt more realer because you know they have less time so they actually oh have gosh. to fall in oh love my, So <laughs> wow what They can't be playing around like these young yeah. kids do on reality TV just to get yeah. famous. They actually yeah, try to find
3: love. It's, I it's, think it's that's my drama. issue with like love is blind and all that stuff or like the ultimatum. I, I can't stand. It'll be like, here's John, who's 24 and hasn't found love. Like, John, you're 24. <laughs> gonna, that's true. That's true. It insane. Like, that's what, true john hasn't found love yet because he's a 24 year old man i you know his brain hasn't fully developed yet so sarah
2: is a 29 year old spinster
3: yeah (laughs) it's like and or the ultimatum like marry or move on and it's like Mm -hmm. i'm giving my boyfriend an ultimatum because we've been together two years and we're 22 and it's like what
1: i don't like i don't like the ultimatum (laughs) because then they swap partners and i'm like what is going on here this is is a bit out of my uh range here but yeah. love is blind and married at first sight are are my bag so it seems like Miranda my mom loves married
3: at first sight so
1: uh, i, I um uh, jason golf's wife pia is a therapist on married at first sight
3: that's amazing mm-hmm. i didn't know that
1: yep cool. yep yep she's one of the main characters on uh, on the show wow. it's a good show it's solid i like it
3: all right tone would
2: not stop about love is blind and because it's fire so that's- i watched it's pretty good i watched the season that was in Chicago, I think mm-hmm. it might have been season two of that show. We tried
1: to get Russ on; he didn't want to participate. Russ had no interest in that, mm-hmm.
2: um, rightfully. And I, I hated every minute of watching that
1: show, but I watched all of it.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's it is a lot of
1: hate watching.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, get, so... it's like watching a fire. It's like you you can't. And you just Keep know yourself from watching.
3: You know they're gonna like when the big reveals come in. I like I would get so bored I would just fast forward. Fast just, forward. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wouldn't know I'd be like, they're not gonna be happy. <laughs> they're not gonna be happy. <laughs> uh, and just how they edit the show, I think too, mm-hmm. it's like you I don't know, working in television, you just have such a like a you watch TV in a way, you're like, they really edited the crap out of that. Like mm-hmm. they just they just all the took all the words and put them together and they' yeah. were
1: like the cup the they have the same yep. cups no matter where they are excellent editing choice that they can mm-hmm. splice in anything they want and yep. not disturb the viewership of anything that's going on they can literally put a sentence together and we will have except for the expert eye of people that actually do television mm-hmm. wouldn't even know because like, like the
3: reaction shots you're like yes. they could be reacting to something anything. totally do yes. <laughs> So it's horrible, horrible. But we love it. Caitlin, would you? I love
1: it. (laughs) It's into my veins, Jason.
2: I don't know what your status is right now, but when or if at times when you've been single, would you go on a dating show knowing that, well, you probably won't really, I was going to say you'll make a lot of money, but you probably won't. Everything, all the word on this is that you don't get much money, but you would get very famous from it. No. Would you, would no. there be some circumstances where if it was a, if there were certain standards and guidelines, like it was classy enough, would you go on one of these dating shows or no?
3: No. A couple of years ago, the bachelor casting people reached out because one of my wonderful friends who lives in San Diego entered me, <laughs> at, uh, put wow. the application in wow. for me, took it upon herself. Um, so I like got, you know, contacted by a casting director for the bachelor, but I no, absolutely not. My mom was like freaking out. She's like, "Kaylin, please don't do it. I don't want to mm-hmm. see you kissing oh, but, like kissing this guy on TV. <laughs> i like, Mom, don't worry. And first of all, I'd have to take like a lot of time off of work and that mm-hmm. just doesn't work for me in my career and what I was trying to accomplish. So
1: Dion Miller uh said on this very podcast that she applied to be on the bachelor. <laughs> But she Dion loves The Bachelor. On, but she, she wanted it. to be on. Yeah. That is not my cup of tea.
2: This is the opposite. This is Caitlyn holding them at arms like Dion was trying no. to get on. No, I'm yeah, already, probably... you know,
3: i finding out that the guy that you're dating is dating 10 other women is too real of a thing without being on a TV show, so. Yeah,
1: I don't think people take take that into account enough. Like, mm-hmm. all these experiences that you're having with this guy, he's having it with everybody. And <laughs> yeah, maybe even more. Just, like, spendable. <laughs>
3: right. <incredible>. Yeah, so. <laughs> No, I will I I'll sit out the dating shows. And now I'm too old. Like I'm, you know, ancient in bachelor Stop. years. <laughs> I'd be on the golden bachelor tone.
2: Caitlin is probably single for life.
3: I'm running out of time as Tony puts it. She's thirty one.
1: Her heyday is over. Will she find love before it's too late? Exactly. Exactly. I have a theory about the wisdom of old folks. Okay. I mean, that's like
2: odd. I mean, older people usually do have a lot of wisdom. They have a lot more life experience
1: than, than I do or. But I don't think it's just that, you know how like when people have like near death experiences and they like are enlightened in, in those moments, maybe that's happening to older folks because they're, basically near right the end so now they have all this knowledge that has come upon them because of their recognition of hey you know i may not have that long
3: mm-hmm. i think there's something to that it's like live like you were dying like if we all knew when we were going to die how differently mm. would we live our lives
1: i would hate that uh, i'm glad i don't know mm. i don't think you could ever do anything genuinely if you knew the exact day you're gonna die and you get lost in like who am i as a real person like i was obsessed with this time period of trying to do all these other things mm-hmm. like who am i and i think you'd be too obsessed with that and you won't ever live a full genuine life if you knew
3: that's deep
1: yeah okay
3: that's deep i'm, I'm sorry I don't, I don't know where from to go
2: <laughs>
3: from scandinav <laughs> <laughs> no, you know the end of your days are <laughs>
2: That's Tony though. That's what it's like. This is one of my best friends. That's that's the range. That's the full spectrum of what you'll get. Like he is not missing a second of Love is Blind. But then he has a lot of deep thoughts about mm-hmm. the elderly. Caitlin, yeah. let's do the news. Did you guys see that not only did the Broncos bench Russell Wilson, who's having a very good season, when they are one game out of the playoff field with two to play, but the Athletics, Diana Rossini reported that they are planning to cut him in the upcoming offseason? Good for them. And,
3: and he knew this, right? I think I think he had an idea of all of this.
2: According coming to
3: coming down mm-hmm.
2: Rossini, yes. They wanted him to move a clause in his contract that would guarantee a certain amount of money. I think it was $37 million for injury, and he wouldn't do it, uh, which he shouldn't. Like, he should make them abide by the contract that they were so happy to give him, even though I know it wasn't Sean Payton that was doing that. I don't know why they would do this, though. He's having a really good season.
4: Mm-hmm. The team
2: gave up. It didn't start that way. But it, it is. That way. Mm-hmm. He's having a season that you can win with, and they gave up everything. For, they gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, some players.
1: I mean, don't matter. Man, He's bad, man. He's bad. He man. has not been bad this year at all. He, he, he's only not been bad because his yards, what, per throw is like two. Mm-hmm. Like, I I'm- i I can't. I don't, stand know, the I don't way know how, how you can bench then. him.
2: I don't know how you can bench him when he's been playing well in your one game. Have you seen their
1: the interactions? My father pointed this out to me. He said I saw Sean Payton berate Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He berates on, he, him. on camera, like on camera, on television, national television. And I'm like, yeah. he hates him. He Sean hasn't liked him since the way he plays football. The parking spot thing. <laughs> Sean hasn't. <laughs> like I never heard since he about this. was the
3: parking
2: he... spot thing, Caitlin?
3: The so like Russell has his this. own parking spot at the at the Tone, am I crazy or is this this is real? No, like I, Russ, that
1: sounds that sounds Russ correct. has his
3: own parking spot and like corner in the in the facility, which okay. And like Sean Payton and Sean Payton didn't like didn't like that.
2: Don't the very important people at every workplace right. have their own parking spot? You're telling spot?
3: me Tom Brady didn't have his own parking spot?
1: Broncos like, players were furious that Russell Wilson has mm-hmm. his own parking spot mm-hmm.
3: that
1: was in 2022 and people just don't like him
3: yeah that's he's very, very polarizing you
2: tony people i don't like don't him like, oh, yeah, I hate, people don't like I hate his him. personality he's like alex rodriguez people don't like mm-hmm. his personality yeah. yeah it's it's really weird um, but you let that shade
1: what you think of how he plays no it doesn't because he it, he played he didn't play winning football he played scared football but either because he can't make those throws anymore, or like I don't know what his deal is about how he play. I hate the way he plays football now. Like he was, I don't know what happened. He was fun in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was super fun in Seattle. I don't know what happened when he got here. It's like, hey, you can do all the stuff. Let Russ cook stuff. He's like, wait, you're gonna actually let me do that? Like that was a whole, that was like no. That was, I don't want to actually catch my tail. but I just want to chase it right? Like to build up my, my my cachet amongst the group. Once he got his tail, he didn't know what to do with it. And yeah, all this power and, and authority. He had weapons. There was no lack of skill position players on that team. He's just terrible.
2: All right. So Tony's in favor. Mm-hmm. Let me put that down on my sheet. Tony likes And I can't
1: that. wait to the Bears trade Justin Fields to the Broncos.
2: <sighs> and sign Russell Wilson probably.
3: Oh my like, goodness.
1: Oh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs>
2: Uh, A couple of weeks ago, sometime this month, we talked about about a 17-year-old in California who passed the bar exam and was sworn in as an attorney. And a 17-year-old girl in Chicago now has earned her doctorate. Dorothy Jean Tillman from Bronzeville enrolled in high school classes during elementary school because it was too easy. Elementary school classes were too easy. So she's doing after-school high school classes. Uh, enrolled at College of Lake County at age ten. Completed her bachelor's degree online at age twelve. Got a double master's in environmental and sustainable science at fourteen, and now has earned her PhD from Arizona State at seventeen. He's gonna wow. make a door <laughs> I'm glad that's what you took away from that's, that.
3: I, I can't even fathom.
2: That's ambitious and incredibly impressive, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound fun. No, and it doesn't. I feel like a big part of being a kid is that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. Maybe that's fun to her. I don't know. Yeah, but, I always say like, "That is impressive." I can't impressive.
3: imagine the level of dedication and work. And I feel like at times I took high school too seriously, and. I didn't take it that seriously. Yeah, that wasn't you a know, problem for me. You always think back and you're like, I really was really stressing about that B, like, and like, I well, and then I got a job in television. <laughs> in I, know, I know, I know,
2: but I know. write about I got, practice for I a living. Yeah.
3: Like, what, what the heck I did know. I need straight A's for? To talk about
1: I love you were stressing <laughs> about B. I don't. I put down a degree that I don't think I had. and I still got jobs. You wrote in a fake degree. Yeah. I did I Tony Gill, bachelor's
2: <laughs> of science to well, university. The school is now defunct for like oh, okay. a oh, few okay. years well, now. That doesn't, that doesn't so make the degree not exist. I was like,
1: oh, I got an yeah, associate's degree. I, I have never seen that degree. I think they're holding it hostage because <laughs> I haven't paid the now defunct. I'm like, I'm not paying you now. Oh, you don't even exist anymore. Why would I pay you money? Get out of here. Well, they so existed I don't, I'm not 100% sure I actually have <laughs> a associate's degree. <laughs>
3: You don't have, like, a diploma you, in the corner?
2: Nope. Nope. Do you not? Do you think maybe we should work this all out,
1: like, off, mic, <laughs> Or do you want <laughs> to keep be sorting this through now? Before your former for... employers are right. looking at your resume, yeah. hey, like... Hey, if, they, if they hired me and I'm not with them, hey, you just got got, my guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what college did you go to, Caitlin?
3: UW-Milwaukee.
2: Nice. Did you mm. like it?
3: I loved it. Mm-hmm. On the east side of Milwaukee... I loved it. I thought it had a great journalism program. I had great internships there. I loved it. I know it's always like the, it's not Marquette. It's not Madison. I think we were the. Is it the Panthers? Panthers. Yes. Yeah. We had Bruce Pearl at one point coaching the men's basketball team. Yeah. There you go. Uh, mm -hmm. That's kind of our claim to fame. So. Uh,
1: We hate that guy here.
2: Okay. Uh, a woman in Richmond, Virginia was shopping
1: at Goodwill. Do you guys ever go to Goodwill, mm-hmm. Salvation Army? Mm-hmm. I tried to find a cage for my dog when I first got it there and made him sell it. My kids always want to get stuffed animals there. And I'm like,
2: eh, is that a good idea? But anyway, this woman in Richmond, Virginia was shopping at a Goodwill when a painted glass bottle caught her eye. So it's like a almost looks like a wine bottle, but clear. And it has some green and purple paint. Swirled on the inside of it. Uh, She just thought it looked good, liked it, bought it for $3.99, only to learn later it was a piece by Italian artist Carlo Scarpa from 1942, and it is worth six figures. Jessica Vincent flipped her $3.99 bottle for $107,100 at auction this month. Wow. This thing was in perfect condition, too, which is amazing. Um, because the auction appraiser said that any small chip in it would have made it worth less than $10,000. It would have taken this thing from 107 down under 10. Still would have been good, but. Mm. Uh, Jessica Vincent will pocket $83,500 from the sale of this item at auction after spending 399 on it. Hope she pays her tithes. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she will it was in the news tone it's gonna be hard, hard to hide now. and finally caitlin and tony caitlin i'm gonna give you my five wildest animal stories that we've covered in 2023 and i want you to pick the one you think is the wildest okay wildest of the wildest my kids, one of the things my kids always ask me, because they know I go over to my dad's house and record these on Wednesday nights. My kids will always ask me on Thursday mornings, Dad, what was the animal news? And sometimes I can't even tell them that part of the show because it's inappropriate. Like, you remember Blanket, Tony? Yes. The wild hog that was a any of the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's the five wildest of some wild animal stories from 2023. Caitlin, you pick the wildest one. A tortoise in Houston, so giant turtle uh, named Mr. Pickles, became a first-time father at age 90. Didn't De Niro just do
3: that or somebody
2: or Pacino? Pacino. Uh, I don't think he's a a first-time father, but yeah, he had a kid like in his 80s. You're right.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Abraham, he did that. I think we covered that too on the show at one point. (laughs) a good one uh, a 24 year old in dallas was setting animals free from the dallas zoo and got caught when he was asking too many questions at the aquarium <laughs> a <laughs> i just love how he got caught so how do you care for these how do you get them out of the tank what do they eat <laughs> what's the code to this box over here <laughs> can that uh, can that shark over there live in a bathtub this is a science question Uh, A Minnesota woman got busted by U.S. customs for bringing back giraffe poop that she was going to use to make jewelry. A man in Thailand, this is a recent story, a man in Thailand was caught smuggling two otters and a prairie dog in his underwear. And finally, a Colorado man tried to avoid DUI when he got pulled over by switching seats with his dog. Smart. Oh, didn't work, Tom. So you've got Mr. Pickles, you've got the uh, Dallas Zoo guy, <laughs> you've got the giraffe poop, you've got the two otters and a prairie dog. I don't know why that phrased me. <laughs>
3: Sounds like a good cover band. <laughs> <laughs> members of two otters and a dog. <laughs> going in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the Colorado
2: man switching seats with his dog to avoid DUI.
3: The two otters for sure. For me.
1: <laughs> did he like put them on his leg and then put his pants over him? Or did he put have his pants and underwear on and stuffed them in his pants?
3: Yeah. There's a lot of trust well, in the animals there.
1: I don't know. <laughs> You're not kidding. Um, Were these fully and, grown animals or babies?
2: Well, small enough babies. to fit
1: in his underpants. <laughs>
2: Um, he had, what was crazy about this, I don't know if this is common practice, but the Thai authorities shot photos and videos of him surrendering these things. So they shot, they, they took photos and video of him kind of pulling his underwear down and cutting these things out of, they were in like, there was each, an of these insane? Animals, each of these animals was in a sort of a sock and then taped. <laughs> in
1: he tried to sock? What the it's like, hey man, you (laughs) like that's not real, right? Like what is that? And then like, oh, oh, don't look, don't look. I'm like, is that animal in there? Is that two otters and a prairie dog?
3: (laughs) Are you just happy to see me?
2: (laughs) That's the news. Great news. Caitlin Sharkey, it was excellent to have you back. You are a phenomenal addition to the show.
3: So fun. So fun. We covered a lot of ground. (laughs) (laughs)
1: like <laughs> everything important i need like kaylin you do a great job on television
3: thank you
1: i try and follow the the clips yeah this is the post. this is your the interview to a totally unreasonable request of you. your interview with justin was great thank you i really enjoyed that um i appreciate people asking good questions and talking to other people you do a great job of that
3: it's fun I, that's what i love to do the most honestly
1: like I need more Caitlyn Sharky though content. So is is there like a mini series? I, I knew this was. Is there to some a kind podcast? Is there something that the people can lean on? I wish you know, I would get more Caitlyn Sharky.
3: I want to do more radio, and I would love to do. I I don't want to do my own podcast, but I would love radio. To do more radio. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: I got you. I got you. I know people.
3: Yeah, I would love to because I think, like I said, I only get TV. I only get to do, you know snippets when it comes to tv but i love the long form podcast radio that stuff like that so. okay
1: i got you i got all you. Right. Like all jokes aside i'm a pretty prominent figure in the radio, chicago radio business
3: and, <laughs> I, I don't think you you're know.
1: kidding at all <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a big deal <laughs> i'm kind of a big deal in radio i, radio, so. I know yeah. i know
3: that so <laughs> what
1: radio station do you work at tone uh, i currently don't but you know i oh, got plugs okay. you know <laughs> and connects you feel me other other than that i'm the remember when we went over big homies for you jason i'm a big homie in chicago radio okay would other people say that too you know honestly i think they would <laughs>
3: okay all right oh, good, good to know i'm well connected then i don't have to worry about anything tony gotcha <laughs>
2: Sports adjacent, as always, is brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. Use our promo code Adjacent One Thousand, and you'll get fifteen. You'll get your first bet with them, paid back and free future betting credits up to fifteen hundred dollars if you don't win. So you can bet on college football bowl games, the NFL, the NFL playoffs, baseballs. Uh, baseball is down the road. I don't know why I said baseball. Basketball and hockey <laughs> on full speed though. There's plenty to bet on there. Um, maybe stop taking betting tips from Tony, but if you do and you don't win, you no, were winning, you were get, winning
1: at one point, You get just your
2: recently losing bet paid back and free future betting credits up to $1,500 on your first bet. Just use our promo code adjacent 1000 bet. MGM, the King of sports books, Tony Gill is presented by sheets and giggles. You're- Go to Sheetsgiggles.com/slash slash S a. And you can take advantage of their buy one, get one, half off offer th- for the month of December. Uh, There'd be a new deal, new sale, new offer in January, but that's a really good one. That's their Christmas shopping season sale, and it still goes through the end of the month. So go to sheetsgiggles.com/SA. Caitlin, what would be your best endorsement of sheets and giggles now that you have them on your
3: mm. bed? They're they're them. light. They're light but soft. Like they're not heavy. I feel like they're just kind of like buttery. I love it. I love it. See, good that sounds baby. like
2: a that sounds like a like a commercial they would use tone, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to they would hug your butt so well. That's I what they do it. though.
3: They they'll survive a night of thrashing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Now that's a good tagline that they might use.
3: <laughs> Have your people call my people. <laughs>
1: We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the
0: mother. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app.